How do you get known as the expert in your field? Well, part of it revolves around the work you do on the front end. You have got to actually do the work and be successful. You can't go from, I was an accountant yesterday to now I'm a business coach. I can help you change your life because I've read a book from Tony Robbins. I feel like I'm now empowered with those tools. Or even, hey, I've gone through the coaching federation of international, you know, fill in the blank, and I've gone through the training and now I feel qualified to teach you. Or, hey, I went and got my Microsoft certification, so now I'm qualified to be an expert on this topic. That's not it. Just because you've gone through some of those things doesn't mean you're an expert on the topic. So the first thing is you actually have to be an expert and do the work. You have to have some background in whatever it else you're doing. So it doesn't really matter what you're doing, but you have to have some background in it. You have to have some success in it. That's the first thing. And once you've had that success, once you've paid those dues and you're like, look, it's now time to leverage the success I'm having and actually take this to another level and get more exposure for myself and my company. When you're ready to do that, that's when branding yourself as a subject matter expert comes into play. I will tell you the first part of this is all about content creation. You have to create some form of content to share to the world in some format in order to express the fact that you are an expert. It's not like you can just work away in your office, become an expert, do great things, and everybody in the world's going to hear about it. Someone has to have a megaphone screaming out to the world that says you're an expert, even if it's not you. But someone has to do that somehow, and that is done through content. I just want to talk to you today about a few ways that I think are really, really important. I'll talk about the the last three of them towards the end. But for me, I think it's really important that you hear what these are and you use a combination of them. I really think all of them are important. And when they work together, they work better than when you try to do any one of them alone. The first one is social media. And in government contracting, you need to be on LinkedIn. There's no doubt about it. You need to be there. There's a huge percentage of government on there already so that's your buyers, your end users, customers, influencers, all those people, they are on there. Your teaming partners are on there. There's so many reasons to be on LinkedIn. You don't have any reasons to not be on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the first one, but there's other social media instead of just LinkedIn. You know, you have Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and all these different ones that are out there. I've been out there looking on all of those platforms. Our clients are on there. Our government contracting clients are on TikTok. They're on Instagram. They're on Facebook. They're on all of these platforms. Are every one of them on them? No. But they're sprinkled out through all of the platforms. And it's tens of thousands, if not millions of users in our market on these different platforms. So I highly recommend you take a look at a couple of them. But at a minimum, LinkedIn is the platform you need to be on. Are you struggling to figure out how to get to the next level? If so, I want to encourage you to reach out to me. There's a link in the description for this podcast where you can actually click on that link and grab a time on my calendar. We'll set aside 30 minutes, talk about your business. I'll give you some tips and strategies to help you get to that next level. And if it makes sense and you want to talk about coaching, I could talk about some of those coaching options as well. So click the link in the description and I look forward to meeting you one-on-one for your strategy session. Now let's get back into this episode. The number two thing here that I will say 
and this is one of my favorites, is speaking. I was terrified of speaking when I was a kid. I was terrified of speaking when I first got into business. Uh, I've shared that story a lot, uh, so I'm not going to do that here today, but I will say I got over it. It's one of those things where I was extremely nervous, but I was told it was the way to catapult my career, and it was not wrong. It was not a lie. It was dead on. It helped me a lot. And I'll tell you, the place to speak are webinars and conferences. There's a ton of conferences in this market. You need to be looking at conferences that you want to attend. And instead of just attending those conferences, you need to be on the lookout for when they are looking for speaker abstracts. When they have an open call to speakers or that sort of thing, you need to be looking at that, looking at the topics for the conference and submitting something. Even if you're not good at speaking, you will get a lot of people that come up and go, hey man, that was a really awesome talk about this. I could tell you were nervous, but you did an awesome job. We'd like to talk to you about fill in the blank, whatever that is. I highly recommend, even if you don't feel confident about it, start to look at speaking engagements. It doesn't have to be paid. It can all be free and you can catapult your company and yourself in the eyes of all of your target audience by showing up and speaking. The next one is blogging or writing articles. LinkedIn has a built-in article component to it. If you have a website, you are most likely running it on WordPress. And if so, you have the blogging capability built in already. You can start sharing thought leadership right from your own website in a simple blog format. There are no rules. You could write 250 words. You could write 2,500 words each blog. Some blogs could be 5,000 words. Some could be 500. There's no set rules on how you run the blog. And it's not that important on which route you choose with that. What's important is that you start the process and you start sharing your thoughts on your topic so that you get discovered as an expert and a thought leader in your area. The other really cool thing about writing, whether it's blogging or articles, posting on websites, whatever it is you want to do, one of the really cool things about that is if you do it consistently over a period of time, you can roll that into a book at some point, which I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. If you struggle with writing, one of the websites that I highly recommend recommend is ezinearticles.com or ezinearticles.com, however you want to pronounce it. You can go on there, create a free account. And what I love about that website is you will get daily tips on how to write, and then you will have professional proofreaders read all of your stuff. It really made me a better writer in the beginning because they were looking at all of my stuff. And initially I would always have like 23 to 25 mistakes right before I would submit. It would say, here's all the mistakes in your thing. Go ahead and correct all these. And the next thing I know, instead of 25, it was 15. And then instead of 15, it was 10. Instead of 10, it was three. And then next thing I know, I was getting zero. You know, zero mistakes in each one. And so it was really awesome to help me get better as a writer. I highly recommend that if you're just getting started. The next one that I want to mention is YouTube. YouTube is still the biggest search engine on the planet. Whether you're just shooting a quick video like we do here, this is actually our podcast that I am putting into video format. So you may be listening to this on SoundCloud or Apple Podcast or whatever it may be. We're also on YouTube with a video portion. There's a lot of value in having this in YouTube searchable so that people can go find it. There's a whole different crowd of people searching on YouTube than are looking on LinkedIn and other different areas like that. I highly recommend a YouTube channel for at a minimum yourself, if not your company, so that you can talk about things that you're an expert on. The next one is a podcast. I'm clearly a huge fan of the 
the podcast. You know, we're, we're in the two, 220s as I'm recording this one. I don't know exactly what number this will be. The podcast is one of those things where I just love sitting and talking and sharing knowledge. I do. I, I am a content creator. I didn't really know that until a couple of years ago where I was like, I've just got all these ideas. What does that mean? And what it means is like, I just have all this stuff that I want to share with you, all these ideas, little simple tips and strategies and all those kind of things. I'm a natural content creator. I like doing it. I'm not the best at it, but I'm pretty good at it. I would say we have really reached a lot of people through the podcast. You know, we have probably about 12 to 15,000 downloads a month and it's growing by about 60% every single year. I love the podcast. It's a great format to connect. I don't just do the one-on-one podcast like this. We also do a podcast where I interview people. It's the same name, but the episodes just kind of have a little bit different flavor on those. You can have all kinds of different options on your podcast, but I highly recommend a podcast. And if people says, oh, you should not create a podcast. There's too many podcasts out there in the market. Every time I turn around, there's a new podcast coming out. And I'll tell you, when I look at my short list of podcasts that I listen to, it's really short because a lot of the podcasts that are out there are not very good. They're, you know, people that are really trying to take the old vlogging style where they would just sit down and talk about their day and read their mail. And I've got a dentist appointment this afternoon and I'm not happy about it. They've taken that vlogging style that was about a decade or so ago, really, really popular. And they've tried to put it into a podcast and it's just not any good. I don't recommend doing a vlogging style podcast. What I recommend is doing an educational podcast on your topic where you're talking about things that are are very specific. Like today, when you click on the headline of my podcast and it's about branding yourself as a subject matter expert, I'm only talking about branding yourself as a subject matter expert. I'm not talking about my dentist appointment or my dog or whatever for 15 minutes and then going, oh, by the way, you should write a book and end of podcast, which is what you want to avoid. Don't do that. So we've talked about YouTube podcast and those two can kind of go together. My final one is write a book. I think every government contractor should write a book. I follow this thing called the rule of threes, where your book inside of it needs to have three sections. And inside those three sections should be three subsections. You should have one major overarching topic for the book. And if you start with that little bit or little bit of a framework there, you can start to build on that and just write chapters. So like if my three sections in the book were about, let's say I was doing something on landscaping. Well, maybe the first section in the book is all about dirt. And the second section is all about plants. And maybe the third section is about curb appeal. So I've just right there given somebody an idea for a book on landscaping. We could get into the dirt in the first section of dirt. I could talk about the types of soil that are best for, you know, plants and different things, the types of ground in different areas of the country and how, you know, it's very different if you live in the mountains of Tennessee in the the rocky portions of that versus the soil of Illinois or the the really good fertile dirt of Louisiana or whatever it might be. And we could get into those kind of things. So like know your soil. That might be one of the first topics that I talk about in that chapter, right? Having just those three blocks allows you to really think about and structure a book very, very fast. Self-publishing is not what it used to be. Self-publishing is so easy today with Amazon that no one has an excuse not to write a book. Back in the day, if you wanted to self-publish, you literally had to do what my mom did, take these printouts of your books and go down to, it was Alpha Graphics at the time. She would go down to Alpha Graphics and they would photocopy these printouts of her book or she'd print out the book at Alpha Graphics. Then they'd take the copies and put it together and they'd have these really goofy looking covers for the book and they'd 
slap it together. You know, maybe they do like the little spiral bounding things or whatever. It was very difficult to produce your own book. Now you just upload the PDF, go through some checks. You can design your cover right there in Amazon and boom, now you're distributing your book to millions of people, actually billions of people all around the globe in a few clicks. It's super, super easy. They do the print on demand for you. You never have to have boxes of books in your garage or any of that garbage. You do also get author copies. I can call in, request author copies or just put the order in myself. And when I do that, it's about 50% off, maybe even 75% off the cover price, depending on the size of the book and that sort of thing. And so I can get copies if I want to bring a box of books to a speaking engagement or a conference or anything like that. So you really don't have an excuse to not write a book anymore. It's super, super easy. I would say most people find out about us from our books and our podcasts. Those are the top two places that people find us. Because guess what? They're searching about those topics and that's how they come across our stuff. And so they can do the same with you. If they're searching about cybersecurity or landscaping or whatever it may be, they're often searching on Amazon, on LinkedIn, on their podcasting app because they want to learn about the secrets of landscaping and soil or whatever it may be, right? It's a really good thing to write a book. I can't say enough about it. It has really been a game changer for us in our business. So with that, I want to just say this last piece of advice. Start somewhere. You don't have to do all of these things out of the gate. We didn't do them all out of the gate. We started somewhere and as we got comfortable, we added on. We started with the podcast. We started creating that content and it was probably two years into the podcast before I wrote a book with my podcast guests. We used a lot of the content from the podcast to do that. And then we expanded into other things. Just pick an area. Pick an area you're comfortable with and start producing content that communicates your expertise. Because at the end of the day, you have to communicate your expertise through some form other than just the work you do. And if you do that, you follow these steps, you get on these platforms, you start putting yourself out there to the world, the world is going to notice that you're a subject matter expert and that's how your brand gets created if you have any questions about this as always you know how to reach me i'll see you next time I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Game Changers. If you did, please go like and share this episode on your social media, as well as rate and review the episode. That helps other government contractors find out about the podcast and benefit just like you. We'll see you next time.